You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Curtis, it's been a yep. real, real big week in wrestling. All kinds of stuff has happened. Uh, some good, some bad. But I've got to tell you, man, there was something real good that happened. And, and some people might not think this was the real main event of Burning Spirit. But I've got to tell you, when you guys see that once-in-a-generation talent come out and really show what he's about... That's what makes this worthwhile, man. And you know what I'm talking about. You know who I'm always about. That's right. Bright Lights Carl Anderson coming out and defending the never open weight title, victoriously defeating Hiroshi Tanahashi, who is my girlfriend. But sometimes you just got to recognize the, the fucking player when he's out there, man. Bright Lights, what did you think? Everything you hoped for? I quit the podcast. <laughs> Call, call oh. count out and tell him <laughs> I fucking quit the podcast. That's for fucking carrying on like I was the biggest fucking Carl Anderson fan you've ever heard on your individual review of Royal Quest, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that shit to me when I'm dying. I know. Poor Curtis oh, is so man. sick. He went out and about and he hung out with wrestling fans and look what happens. Sick. That's what happens. You get that many big, sweaty, beardy nerds in one spot, and someone's bound to have something nasty. Thankfully, not COVID. I have uh, had two checks. It's not COVID. It's just regular dying. Um, just common yeah, run-of-the-mill death. Up. That's all it is. I'm, I'm messed up, man. Yeah. We will try and keep this one short, buddy. We've had a great week, though. We've had a great week. Technically, I can't say... Uh, what uh, what happened at the at the start of this weekend? Um, because this podcast will go out. We're, we're we were told specifically that we couldn't mention it for at least a week. But I will say this: uh, maybe you might hear extra pug snoring uh, this week when we when we've recorded. You might hear uh, a lot of pug snoring instead of instead of a instead of a little bit. Oh, we'll just put it that way. Okay, then. Yeah. exactly. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued yeah. by how it's all going to work. So, now nah, that that's good, man. Well, I'm glad things are looking up. Obviously, you know the the news in wrestling has been what it's been. But let's uh, let's actually introduce the show and let's get this kicking off and talk about what we want to talk oh, about. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Welcome everybody to the uh, Okada Shorts podcast. We are your good friend Curtis Spears, and that's your bad friend Rafe Houston right there. What up? And he. <laughs> He's a little bit distracted by a tiny little puppy dog. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are the king of shorts. 
That's right. The Kings of Pod style, the International Wrestling Grand Prix, if you will. And uh, yeah, man, we're fucking ready to talk about Royal Quest 2. And there was some other junk that happened. And we, oh, in a couple of days, Mm -hmm. in a couple of days, we get an IWGP World Heavyweight title match that we get to break down. Talking about the rig, Mm -hmm. the rig. Belt up Tamatonga well, 2022. Well, I want to talk about the rig. Like you said, there's some other junk that happened, but I think Burning Spirit was actually pretty good. So we could almost, in timeline, did that happen before Royal Quest? I don't even know if I'm coming. Yes. Or yeah. So maybe we start there. Uh, what did you think of the show? Did you get a chance to catch all of it? I saw uh, like 95% of it. I did not see all of it. I, uh, I did make time specifically to watch the Will Ospreay versus David Finley match. Yeah. That shit was bonkers. Mm-hmm. Bonkers, kid. It was what a indeed. fucking star making performance from David Finley, eh? Absolutely. The rebel David Finley. I like that vibe. Um I also like as well that um like the promo video they ran before it. I mean, we're kind of putting the main event before anything else we're going to talk about on the show, but like the the entire like uh main event package that they played before it happened where they, you know, show the entire history of David Finlay basically really shows the benefit of the New Japan system. You know what I mean? Guys like that who have been there since the start and they've got the footage of their entire career basically. And so you see him going from, you know, a tiny nerdy young lion into like his different sort of, uh, you know, weight levels and his hair lengths and, you know, everything constantly changing until he become sort of the final package he is now, which is um which is really cool because you see that evolution. I know when we used to when we first started watching and David Finlay's getting around, he's not in the best shape and he's got long hair and a scraggy beard and he's wearing like leopard skin, you know, trunks and stuff like that. We're like, who is this fucking loser, man? And like he has come so far and built himself into a really, really complete professional wrestler that's the truth man like there's there's a a level of expectation you have when someone is a third generation pro wrestler absolutely and i think he's he's hitting those expectations man i mean before the g1 you and i were like "Eh, finley maybe he was like a last minute you know uh cancellation someone else was supposed to be there and after like the very first night that he wrestled, both of us were kind of just like, holy shit, man, like Finley's on one right now. And he's been on one since this summer. Uh, like ain't no stopping him right yeah. now. It's the fucking truth. It's really cool. And I, I like the way he's like, obviously he, he gives, you know, nod to his family and stuff like that, carrying the shillelagh and stuff. But even the way he's used it has been like quite creative. I think like he hasn't just done like, you know, nobody's looking and he grabs and hits the guy in the head and that that's all it is and stuff. You know, he's doing stuff like he, you know, cracks Will's hand with it on the table or, or smacks the belt with it, you know, when, when Juice has it and, you know, and things like that. He uses it kind of defensively and defensively in sort of interesting ways. I watched a YouTube video the other day about how they make shillelaghs. Do you know what, what they actually uh, do with that? Can't say that's ever anything I would have thought to Google, no. <clears throat> so... It's a knob of like black wood. Uh-huh. Um, it's a special kind of wood they grow in Ireland. It's yeah. a knob of it, like a root, mm-hmm. and uh, the bulbous end of it. Uh-huh. They'll hollow that out uh-huh. and then uh, fill it with lead. Oh fuck! 
Really? Yeah. So they, they, they like treat it with fire and smoke for like, like a couple of weeks. I think it was sometimes up to months. Yeah. And so it becomes this like hardened, smooth, like black, uh, uh, stick basically. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, uh, the hot, the hardened or the bulbous end of it is ho- hollowed, hardened with, um, lead. And then they, they use it in like, there's, there's a martial art, like this Irish martial art of like shillelagh fighting. Really? It's like half, half boxing, half shillelagh fighting. It's fucking bad, dude. Fuck. Uh, Maybe there's we also... need to become the shillelagh cast, really get to the bottom of this oh. situation. It sounds very interesting. So the, the shillelagh it was It is a fighting banned. weapon, right? Like it's not. It is. Yeah, it's not like for other purposes. It's like straight up a fighting no. weapon. Well, that's that's part of the thing I was going to say. It's uh, for a long time the shillelagh was banned uh, when England was uh, when England was had dominion over Ireland. Yeah. And um, the shillelagh actually they started using it, saying, "Oh, it's my walking stick," you know, like Gandalf in Two Towers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and uh, so actually, the shillelagh itself became an object of um Irish independence it became this this metaphor this this um uh what's the word I'm looking for I'm still sleepy because I was napping off my cold uh um, totem I guess like a totem yes yeah. it, it, it's it's an ob- uh, it's something that they would use to uh signify Irish independence yes. the shillelagh yeah mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um yeah it's it's fucking cool man uh yeah there's there's like a county in Ireland called shillelagh and uh, like that's where the shillelagh comes from, and it's like I mean you'll you'll see it like it can be cartoon uh, like a the Boston Celtics basketball logo, yeah. the little he's, Celtic he's man got has a, a shillelagh. Has a walking stick. Yeah, exactly. I'm a Celtics fan, yeah. Uh, and yeah, I know yeah. I know he had a little walking stick, but I didn't realize that that's actually a shillelagh. It is. It oh, is indeed. Oh, fuck. There you go. Well, that is very interesting. Thank you for tuning into Shillelagh Cast. Um, it's got legs. I, I think, uh, <laughs> get on it, bro. Yeah, exactly. we didn't just cover everything exactly. just now. I want to learn about this martial arts. Do they have a league? What's the go? But, uh, about the match, it, I think just was like so brutal and the, the tension that him and Will built, you know, right from when Will lost that match and the G1 and then he confronts him backstage and puts him up against the wall and like the way that. Finlay talks to people, you know, like sort of menacing and sort of realistic and fed up, you know what I mean? He's not really screaming and hollering and stuff like that. He's just like, get your shit together. This is happening. Like, you know, it's good. For being a small dude, like he's not a, he's not a house or anything like that, but he's intimidating as fuck, man. Yeah. Yeah. I like, um, as well that like when you see like, uh, like, so Will comes out, you know, and he obviously brings all United Empire and shit. And just that imagery of, like, him just standing there on his own, just not even sweating any of them, I think is, like, a real yep. cool, like, and, yeah, anyway, good job, David Finlay. I just, I just like the, the idea of the rebel character as well. I guess I hadn't really been paying attention that much during the G1, or I don't know if this was sort of the first time they kind of dubbed him that or whatever, but I think it's really cool, and I think the idea of him sort of being a lone wolf in New Japan that isn't, necessarily affiliated with anyone but also not really intimidated uh by the numbers games is pretty cool i don't know man uh, like i know he's he, he's not technically affiliated with anyone he's kind of always been that hauntai you know bro he's he's there with uh juice but now juice has left him how about joining god 
How about, I mean, he's got the attitude where he could, he could totally fit in with a, a, a G.O.D. faction. That'd be cool. That would be cool. I will say, uh, that's, uh, that's a perfect segue to speak about G.O.D. real quick. Did you get a chance to uh, watch, well, it was the, the match that I opened talking about. Oh, my God, this dog is f- getting fucking kicked out of here. One moment. <laughs> Sorry. I'll be back in two seconds, everybody. Vamp, Curtis. I'll be back. Oh, vamp. Uh, some more things. Rafe's camera's doing a thing like, like, have you ever seen like a 2000s horror movie like Saw or like uh, any any of those like remakes of Japanese uh, movies like The Grudge or The Ring where it just kind of like, like flashes and the camera cuts and you see some weird shit going on? His like camera is flashing and maybe there might be uh, like a ghost behind him. Um, it's probably the ghost of like, well, I can't say it's the ghost of the person who lived in his house before him because his house was built specifically for him. So that's a thing. I wonder what this ghost is. Welcome to the ghost cast. Ghosts and shillelaghs. Is my camera that's completely what gone? Is, is the fucking haunting... Your fu- camera's out, bro. I think she did that, though. Like... Oh, did you? Because from under my desk here, I have all of the amazing stuff that Rode Microphones sent me. Uh, so they've shout sent, out front of the podcast, Rode Microphones. Yeah, shout up, out Rode Microphones. Thank you very much. They sent me some amazing gifts, a new Rodecaster desk, a one of like a hundred like backpack to transport it in, a cover, all this stuff. But I've been so busy that that I haven't even opened any of it, right? And she was going between my legs and, like, grabbing the bag and, like, dragging it out. But that's also where all the computer wires are. Like, so I'm pretty sure she's just disconnected the camera. Anyway, you know what I look like. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, so it's not really Beautiful a big man. deal. <laughs> exactly. So uh, I'm not going to stop the podcast any further uh, to fuck about with the camera. So it doesn't really matter. But no, um, I will say, though, that... Uh, it's probably for the best because the fucking camera was looking absolutely terrifying and I fully expected to see something standing behind me before it was all said and done. It's a bit scary. It's yeah. a bit scary. There was like, you know, a little girl standing behind you with what the hair you? in her face or something. I don't She's know, man. still here. No good. <laughs> oh, no. Did she, is she going after your beer? Oh, well, she might be. I'm not drinking She's going to come for your strong zeros, dude. That bitch. Uh, I will say, though, I wonder whether I caught a ghost. So I, uh, I was speaking to somebody the other day in this room that, as an interview. He's a professional wrestler from New Zealand called JT Hollow. Very great guy. New Zealand. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know what that accent was supposed to be, but, uh, <laughs> but he was telling me, and, and this is covered in detail, details on Faces and Feels when I release it, that when he was a kid, he had like this eye condition where his eyes were sort of weaker or whatever, or, and they had to give him like transplants, like on the lenses of his eyes from a dead person. And I was like, I asked the question that your scared face is asking right now. So can you see dead people now or seeing ghosts? Yeah. And he's like, yo, when I was, I'm 12 years old and I'm waiting in the bed and the nurses are like, don't worry, you're probably not going to see ghosts because we know he was like a really good man. We looked into it and all this shit. And he's like, are you guys trying to help me now? Like, because this is not making me feel better bringing this up. Listen, Nurse Ratched, I'm going to need you to not fucking talk about 
seeing dead people. I'm yeah. going to need you to be the ambassador for science and logic and reason and skepticism right yeah, now and not bring this shit up exactly. when I'm fucking 12 years don't old. Don't be talking about that. So anyway, shout out to Donus. That's a very amazing thing they did for that man and, and he now yeah. sees better. And they told him he could never and, wrestle. They were like, you know, he, I mean, he was a kid at the time, but they were like, you can't do physical sports. You can't go for bushwalks because you might poke out an eye and your eyes are more delicate. But being a young Maori boy, he then went on to be in many fights in his life and street fights and things like that. And he was like, hey, my eyes haven't dislodged. Maybe uh, I don't care about this anymore. And then now he's a pro wrestler. The the force of his will has strengthened his eyes. Well, I like to think that... His eyes have the fighting spirit. Yeah, I I like to think his ghost eyes create a spectral armor that protects him in those situations. Yeah, exactly. That's badass. That's badass, I know. Imagine this is anime. It just comes out of his eyes. Anyway, podcast officially derailed, but uh, keep an eye out yeah. for JT Hollow on Faces and Feels in a thousand years when I get more episodes out. Um, but yes, uh, so we were talking about the... We've we just gone backwards on this guy, but, but the Never Title match, did you see that match and did you see the conclusion of that match? <sighs> I kind of fast forwarded through it. I I can't, dude, with fucking Carl Anderson. I just it was the, the bright lights Bro, were on in Kobe. It was at Kobe. I don't know. <laughs> was it, the bright lights were on, man? That's when he's at his best. Is it? I don't know. Is it really? <laughs> I don't know. I do. I do I think, think when he's at his best is like twenty thirteen. Mm, I think when he's at his best, it's on a podcast and maybe not in a wrestling ring. But uh, I will say That's that. What I was saying. Um, I will say though that I kind of do like the gimmick though, because oh that he can't be fucked, he can't be fucked to wrestle. Yes, exactly. Because a that's who he is as a person, and b <laughs> in this day and age, no, it is. I mean, you hear him on his podcast and stuff. He he's like a brother's brother. He's like Kevin Nash levels. Like I'm getting paid, or I'm not even doing it. Okay. Yeah, but he is nowhere near as cool as Kevin Nash. Get no, the fuck out of here with no attitude-wise, not coolness. But I will say though that in this era of like super, you know, smart fans, I'm doing the doing the boys, the little the little bunnies. Uh, oh, oh, the uh, the scary quotation fingers. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing those uh, yeah, yeah. of smart okay. fans where everybody like nobody's a real heel, where everybody knows that it's work when all those things really the only way to kind of be a heel is to be shit you know what i mean be it person or wrestling or attitude or whatever it may be on social media in a public thing so as real as it is you know it probably you know it just is who he is or whatever it kind of works in the sense that you don't like him like is that being is that being a heel though mm, like i don't know okay in the in the 80s you know a, a heel would come out and he'd be like oh thumbs down to the crowd and everybody would be like oh no now it's like the the dude's just a shitbag like on twitter <laughs> or backstage or something like that and we as fans have access to that for some reason yeah and it's it's like this stuff that's going on in AEW right now where like people are legit shitheads yeah and like uh like Sammy Sammy Guevara comes out on fucking AEW and people boo him and like 
does he think he's getting over as a heel or does he realize that people just genuinely don't fucking like him and don't want to see him on their TV? I'm unsure what he thinks because I'm not sure he makes smart decisions. But I'm just saying there may be legs in stuff like that. And it's often like when the punk stuff happens and stuff, I always hope this stuff is a work. I hope they're like using social media to create all this bullshit controversy and then it's all a work. It kind of turns out that it's not really a work. It's just people being dickheads. But that kind of stuff is what wrestling companies should be doing to create angles and and stuff like that. Use that drama, but turn it in to storylines. You know what I mean? And like controversy creates cash. Exactly. Manufacture that bullshit. Like when all the Cody stuff happened, I 100% thought it was a work. Like I was like, he'll be back at like the next big thing. And then when he showed up in WWE, I was like, are you fucking kidding? Like, what are you guys doing? Like, this was an amazing angle, you know, like, but it wasn't an angle. It's just real life. And I'm like, you guys need to start doing this stuff, but as angles is what you need to start, start doing. But, but yeah. Uh, and I would say that as, as things go on, I, I think there's maybe legs in, in that. I think they just need to find a way to do it properly is kind of what I'm getting at. But as it, uh, as the, the match was what it was, it plays out. And then afterwards, um, Jay White and comes down, you know, with Ghetto, and they're going to stomp out Tanahashi, and they're, like, getting the best of everybody and all the young lions, and then fucking down comes the rig through the curtain, not not wearing a shirt, abs on display, and he's just clearing house, but he's clearing house, like, 80s pro wrestler, wrestler kind of styles and, like, do it, doing all these moves. And then Jay White's on the ground and he's begging off and he's like, oh, you motherfucker, I was told you I was going to kick your ass and now I'm going to do it. Here's the time. And Jay's like, no, no, no. Like, he's literally talking like that. It's so funny. And then Jay's like, turn around. And then Hiku Leo, Leo's coming down and he's like, oh, no. And he's like, that's right. I'm the fucking mastermind. He's with me. We're the new family. That's all about Bullet Club. And then fucking... Hikuleo grabs Jay White by the throat and fucking turns him around and throws him into a gun stun. They put him down, and then it was like the Golden Brothers moment where they hug. And when I say that the crowd fucking exploded, like when when Hikuleo grabbed Jay, audible, like there'd been no noise basically in the building before this, it exploded. Everyone was like, oh... And then they do that, everybody cheers, and then when the two brothers hug, the fucking place came unglued, man. Like, Tama, the waterworks. G.O.D., there. The yeah, fuck it. I felt Niagara a little bit of emotion. I was like, oh, fuck. Niagara Falls, buddy. And you know what? I, I was thinking about the rig, right, and how we were always like, Tama's, like, in super good condition. Why is he always, like, covering it up with this, you know, suit and all that? And I think it was for this reason. I think he's like, I'm saving the rig for when I eventually become a face. And then that's the time where now I'm like this jacked superhero. Because as a as a bad guy, I don't need to have the best body in the ring, you know? I wonder if that was the thought process behind it. Because now the rig is out twenty four seven. And it should be. Oh yeah, it's 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 his spot. It's him, it's Tai Chi ripping off the pants. Yeah. It's like you wait for the spot in the in the Tomatonga match where he like 
freaks out, rips that fucking shirt off, and and everyone swoons. Everyone yeah. swoons. And when you make a save, when the, the shirt's already off before you even make the save, you're making a statement. Like, he was just chilling backstage in jeans and fucking no shirt, and then he's like, what's that? Some shit going down with my boy Tana, and then just, like, hits the fucking ramp, you know? Not today, bro. Haunt I in this yeah. fucking house. I told you I was going to kick your ass. Now's the fucking time. Here I go. Like, watch that ending and watch, like, when Jay's on on his, like, ass sitting down against the ropes begging off and Tama's walking towards him. The shit he's saying is so fucking good. <laughs> like, I was just dying. It was so great. Dude. Yeah. Like, there's there's nothing like seeing Tama live and, like, hearing him just shit-talking in the ring the entire way. Yeah, it like, was... It was oh, that was great. And to be, to be uh, fair, the the Good Brothers were funny, too, because they'd already cleaned out, and then after they're, like, picking up Jay and they're taking him out, Carl uh, Anderson is going, like, to Jay White. He's like, I wanted to come in and help you. Gallows wouldn't let me. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, they're just, like, talking shit at each other, like, the whole time. Like, And they're, they're, they're outside, and Tama's in the ring, and it flicks them, and he's like, you go get him. He's like, no, you go get him. I don't want to get him. You get him. Like, they're just being fucking dickheads, you know? And that was entertaining. So, yeah, I, I feel like the, the the angle with that and what they're doing with Tama, they're making really positive, positive steps to make a massive star out of him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, when they introduced him uh, at Royal Quest this weekend, they introduced him as the number one contender to the IWGP World Heavyweight title. Yeah, that's, like, that's killer. That's that's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. I've never heard anyone like introduced like that before. It was yeah. pretty neat. They should do that. They should, you know, make the standings like well known and and it's because that's almost like carrying a title in itself, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean there's only there's only what, like six challengers a year, uh-huh. you know. Yeah, exactly. And so, so they need to count and it, it needs to be a big deal when you are that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What a what a fucking great I love Tomatonga so much. Yeah. He's come a long way. He has. Um yeah, but, yeah. but all in all, yeah, we don't is. need to go through that whole show. I think just in general, it was really nice to kind of tune into a show and have a run of matches. Even the tags and stuff were really fun. And I just had like a really good time and with a couple of good main events, I felt uh really happy with it by the time it was done. You obviously went and saw New Japan Live. You went to both nights of Royal Quest Two. Uh, you talked about it briefly on your Okada short, but uh, in a little, little bit more detail, we don't need to like run results or whatever, but what was your, your day like, you know, heading up to it, leading up to it, getting pumped for it, all those things? Oh, man. So Saturday, uh, so I got off work Saturday morning at 7 a.m., ran home, took, a, took like a three-hour nap, got up, um, settled, settled my dog down, uh, Frankie was very excited, like, cause he saw me like buzzing around the place. So I got him settled with, uh, our neighbor, Joe, what up, Joe, she's the best. And, um, got on my way. It's about an hour, hour and 20 minute bus ride from where I'm at to, uh, crystal palace. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I kind of, we, we took our time. Like we got there when we got there, it wasn't a big deal. Like they, the doors were open for like an hour and a half before the show started. Um, we, my, my friend Paul and I went, uh, Paul is, he's a newbie for uh, new Japan. And, uh, last, last week we were, we watched music city mayhem to kind of get him pumped up to show him Aussie open, uh, to show him, uh, Hiromu. Um, uh, he was, he was really into, uh, 
Music City Mayhem. He thought that was great. Like he he loved Despy uh, and his match with Mox. He loved Blake Christian and Hiromu. He loved uh, FTR and Alex Zane versus Aussie uh, Open and, and TJP. Um, he was really amped after that to go and watch the show. So that was fun. Uh, sorry, I had to sniffle and I didn't want to do that in the um, in the microphone. <laughs> um, then, uh, so we got, I, I picked him up about halfway there and uh, we continued taking the bus ride there. Uh, just, you know, he was asking me, different questions about new Japan and uh, things like that. Uh, the day started once we got there, the, the time started kind of um, a little bit somber, a little bit quiet. Um, you know, everybody was talking about Anoki, yeah. and uh, once the, once the locker room emptied out and we had that moment of silence for Anoki and they started playing his theme song and everyone started cheering, chanting, Anoki, Bumaye, Anoki, Bumaye. That was, that was a lot of fun. And it really felt like a little bit of a cathartic release. You could see like Tanahashi was fucking broken up, dude. Yeah, wow. He was, uh, he was feeling it. Yeah. So it was, it was kind of cathartic for everybody. I think like we could stay here and have like, a downer and you know be kind of somber or we can fucking rock the pillars of heaven and um make him hear us wherever the fuck he is so that was kind of i think where everybody went and uh english wrestling crowds are fucking wild dude like yeah they, they like really loud, love right? their grabs here <laughs> yeah yeah so when when you have that hanging over their heads where they're like, we're going to get extra loud and we're going to fucking party tonight. And then you watch what is bound to be a five-star match. Like Saturday night was fucking it, dude. It was so much fun. Yeah. Uh, Afterwards, afterwards I met um, a young man. I was on the bus home. I met a young man named Alex, I believe. Uh, He was, uh, I, I, you know, like sometimes when you're like, if you're riding on public transport, like on a train or a bus and the person in front of you, like you can, you can see their phone, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. this, this dude's scrolling through Twitter and he's scrolling through Facebook and stuff like that. And everything is like wrestling, 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 uh, like every once in a while, like MCU stuff would pop up or like, um, like, I think he was, he was listening to Deftones and shit. I was like, I need to talk to this kid. <laughs> and this so kid's I, red. <laughs> uh, I, I looked over and he was, um he was wearing one of the wristbands from the show. And I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. I was at the show too. What'd you think, man? And he was, he was excited about it. Like he was just wanting to rant about FTR and Aussie open, which why wouldn't you? Cause Oh my God, that shit was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, so that was pretty cool to just have one of those moments where like, you know, it's 11 o'clock at night, you're on your way home, you're tired, you're fucking like had this emotional release uh, throughout the night. And, you know, just to be like, yeah, dude, I fucking and and connect with someone over the love of uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool. Um, how did um, how did FTR fit like on the show? Obviously, the match was good or whatever, but did they like adjust their style? Did they feel more New Japan-y? It was the most hard hitting I've ever seen them. Um, normally, like, so I like FTR. I think they're I think they're good. But like every time I've ever seen them, you know, like they they build themselves as this like throwback, you know, we're hard men doing hard men things. And really like they're just they're just indie dudes. They're just thigh slapping fucking indie guys with like an 80s mindset. Like that's how I've always thought of them. Yeah. 
Nah, man. No. <laughs> I don't I know. Like, I take it back. I take back everything because they, they're fucking it. When they were unleashed, man, and uh, they and Ozzy Open fucking went to goddamn war. It was so good. Yeah, that's sick. I'm really like, looking forward my, to it. Do, do they have any words to when they're releasing this show on World? I think that they said that they're uh, – oh, Kevin Kelly said that he's recording the English – hold on. Let me double-check Twitter here. I believe he said he was recording – ah, the 12th or the 13th is when he's recording the English for it, so it'll probably be up after that. Oh, okay, then. Yeah, no worries. I imagine they'll turn around sort of quick once he's he's done that because he'll be – like they'll have essentially probably fully edited the show and then just like drop his – you know, commentary straight over the top and then it's, it's good. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. I, I'm so excited for you guys to see it. The, the, the one spot that I want to point out for this match, they've got Aussie open in like stereo sharpshooters. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. And Aussie open are kind of like uh, nose to nose with each other. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought they were going to do the uh, DIY versus FTR thing where they kind of have to like, stop the other one from tapping out yeah, you know yeah. he's, he's got to uh-huh. physically like nah fucking so young kyle fletcher mm-hmm. sees that davis is like fading and he looks like he's gonna tap out and i was like oh he's gonna grab davis's arm and, and like no fletcher reels back his hand from the fucking 1930s and slaps davis across the fucking face and davis <laughs> kind of like stops and he does it fucking three more times. Blah, blah, blah. Like, just the fuck slaps up. the yeah, yeah. fucking taste out of his fucking mouth. Like, wake up and fucking fight, motherfucker. And I yeah. was howling, dude. That's awesome. I was in the, I, oh, God. I was, this is the greatest fucking moment in sports history. Yeah. Just really, That's hot. It that, was that's so some good. really good character stuff for them. That's awesome. I'm pumped for this. I can't wait till this is released. I reckon it's going to be and a good time. The best part of that of that experience, not not this match, but the experience as a whole, was getting to see just how far two of the main young lions are now. Yeah, Shota and Suji are both man. Like that's the that if I could take one thing away from this weekend, it's both of these dudes are going to be fucking humongous the second they get back. Shooter's a fucking shooter's ready to go. Bring him back now. Fuck it. I don't even care. Yeah. But like Suji is this fucking close. He's yeah. he's a hair's breadth away from being like one of the biggest heels in the company. Yeah. Surely so it'll close, be like man. ages before they bring him back though, right? Like I'm I'm not I, I don't know. I'm sure that they'll have quite a bit more time, but like so seeing seeing Suji as a young lion, like you could see that he was there. He had great personality and stuff like that. Seeing him now, the dude's like a machine. Really? It's so weird. Like he he will pick you up and he will throw you. He will fucking bomb over the top rope like a fucking luchador. Like he's a beast, man. Really? He's like Mike Awesome level fucking wild man. Really? It was awesome. I, I, I can't like, even picture it, you know, like Based on you know the, the greatest the young lion, I the saw the greatest spot. Yeah, the greatest spot was fucking. He throws Suji or he throws uh, Ishii out to the outside, does a standing backflip over the fucking ropes like a Sasuke special. Yeah, onto Suji, fucking giant ass fucking Yoda Suji, 
standing backflip moonsault back over the to fucking the outside. Jesus Christ, that's some spring. I was like, "What in the fuck, man? Like this is this is Yoda Suji." Yeah. <laughs> like, I I I pictured Yoda Suji's character being like someone who was like a brawler. Yeah, and nah, he's a fucking monster. Like yeah. he's like WCW power plant level fucking monster, dude. Jesus, oh, so cool. Wow, I I seriously can't can't wait. How's his conditioning looking and stuff? Really good. Like uh, he's gotten rid of a bunch of that baby fat that he had when he was a young lion. Mm-hmm. Like he's looking really toned now. Mm-hmm. Um, you could tell he's 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 hitting it hard. He's really, I mean, because he's been gone for what like a year now. And he's really already at this long. level Jesus where I'm Christ. super fucking like super excited for him. He's he's working. Yeah, that kid is working, and That's it's cool. fucking awesome. And he is. Do I understand? Is he with the stable that Okan was with when he was yes. in Rev Pro? Yeah, he's he's with he's representing the Legion, okay. which is their like foreign heel faction. Uh-huh. And how's he dressed? Did you say he's like? traditional warrior guy like a goto samurai type vibe he came out like a yeah toshihiro mifune fucking like uh samurai style garb yeah like um fucking lone wolf and cub fucking shogun assassin style and then like so he's got that and then he takes off he's got like um uh, blue long boys, blue blue long uh pants on Uh with like black boots and then like gold trim everywhere Really fucking sharp, cool. real sharp. Yeah, awesome. That's what you wanted. Yeah. So, for me, for me, the the fucking well, experience was. What am I talking about? I was like, that's what you want. The long ways. You don't. You want the shorts. He's fucked up. He's saving them yeah. for when he returns to New Japan. That's what it is. Saving the shorts. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Saving the shorts. Glorious shorts. Yeah. Cowardly pants. <laughs> Cowardly long boys. So what you're telling me is he's a coward, and I should write him off right now. You should write them off right now. Never going to do anything of any sort of note. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fucking shooters wearing the long boys too. Damn it. So we're going to need Ren Ren to fucking step it up and Ren uh, wear the shortest the, of shorts. Yeah. He's coming in the shorts. You know, he's coming in. Oh, like yeah. Shibata. He's, he's coming in his Shibata cosplay. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But hey, I'm here for it. If we can't have Shibata full time. Dude, fucking AI. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I guess what do we have coming up for New Japan because we're we're now on the road to Wrestle Kingdom. It's the seventh of October today. You know, January fourth is Wrestle Kingdom. I know we've got. I think we've got like what is it? Declaration of Power. Declaration like this Monday. Of power. It's like the tenth of October. Like so, that's coming in. Yes, it is real hot. Coming in real hot, man. Because it's the seventh now. Yeah. Uh, it's two two twelve in the morning uh, and. Declaration of Power, the match lineup for that is, oh, Ren Narita comeback match, speaking of. Ren, Robbie Eagles, and David Finley. How's that for a fucking team? Oh, that is for a team. I'm surprised his comeback match isn't like a single, though. Um, Yeah, maybe they're launching his uh, his first uh, story out of this one because he's they're facing Doki, Kanemaru, and El Desperado. Yeah. I'm excited to watch Ren versus Desperado. That sounds fucking killer. In- interesting, though, that like Finlay's the only heavyweight in that match. Yes, um, that is that's a good point. Uh, is Robbie Eagle still technically chaos? Yeah. Huh. 
Is okay. is right. Finlay Chaos? Was Finjuice Chaos? No. Oh, okay. No, they were always Hauntai. Yeah. I wonder what they're doing here. Maybe we're seeing a new faction being born, eh? Mm. Hmm. I don't hate that. Those three together would be cool. I don't hate it at all. Yeah. Yeah, it would. Uh, second match, Taichi and Zack Sabre Jr. versus TMDK, Bad Dude Tito and Sugar Shane. Sugar Shane Haste. Yeah. Um, I fucking, I swear up and down right now. Texas Bad Dude Tito. Fucking, That's fucking awesome. Fucking Big Teats yeah. made so many fans this week, dude. Yeah. So many fans. I mean, that that's huge. They put him in a single with Okada. Oh, man. So big. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. New and Japan he, must like, love him, mate. That he's just part of the fucking touring roster now. Like yeah. uh, that's the coolest. That's, that's so the fucking cool. cool. I love that TMDK is an actual fucking like faction now. Mm. You know. I wonder whether they're setting this up because you know how they've been. Uh, obviously, Tekkers has powered down. Dangerous Tekkers, Tai Chi, and Zack Saber Junior are not really a team anymore mm. after being so dominant for a while. I wonder whether this is an opportunity to establish TMDK, Bad Dude Teats, and Hysterical Shane Haste as a threat in World Tag League. Like, almost certainly, I would still right? prefer to see... I'd prefer to see uh, Shane Haste and Mikey Nichols again. Mm-hmm. And, like, Tito and Jonah, maybe. But... I, I don't know. I, I, don't I, think, uh, I think it's going to be these two, if they're pairing them now. Um, I don't know what Mikey's status is. I know he's got a baby and stuff, so maybe he's not about... Oh, maybe he doesn't want to go to Japan for a month and a half? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, he's had the baby for a while. For all I know, the kid's in college now, but but he's a parent, so maybe, you know, he's not about... Mm. Uh, but yeah, may, maybe that's the combination they're going to look at. Why else would they just have this random tag match? Because fucking Tito rules and the Techers rule and Shane Hayes is awesome. Yeah, I mean, all of this works. Exactly. Man, I watched the, you know, <laughs> when the uh, the return to cheering and stuff happened, uh, I watched when it was TMDK versus, like, Okada and the boys. And <laughs> there's this great one where, you know, Jonah comes in and he does his entrance and he does the stomp and everybody, you know, shakes. Shane Hayes just takes the biggest fucking header you've ever seen and ends up tangled in the ropes. Like, so he's over on the left <laughs> and fucking Jonah does the storm and Shane just eats it. And then like, he's just hanging off the ropes, like one leg up, like one thing. He just gets fucking completely yeeted by the stomp. It was so good. <laughs> I love that shit. Yeah. God damn it. I love TMDK, dude. Yeah. I'm so sad there were no TMDK shirts. Yeah, uh, at at fucking Royal Quest, I would have I would have bought one. Don't worry, there'll be but... plenty of time. There'll be plenty of time. Uh, what do we got after that? Yeah, but I want to get it on the ground floor, man. I want to get it on the, the ground. Floor. I want to wear these like Team Filthy and TMDK shirts, like represent fucking the like. You know when you're walking down the street and you're wearing like a Bullet Club shirt, and some dude's like, "Yeah, fucking hey, too sweet, me bro." Yeah, and uh, that's cool. But like. Imagine walking down the street a TMDK shirt and so, well, you're from Perth, so that's different for you. But uh, imagine mean, walking me walking yeah. down the street a TMDK shirt and some dude's like, "Fuck yeah, that's, fucking you, yeah, yeah big that's a, that's bad a deep cut. dude." <laughs> yeah, that that is a deep cut. Uh, I once had a guy to sweep me in like an airplane bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> like you know well like in an airport bathroom like i was like leaving and a guy was walking in and he was just hands? like too sweet no i mean i was coming out and i had washed my hands oh, and okay, he was okay. going in kind of thing and he was like too sweet because i was wearing my bullet club hoodie <laughs> random don't talk to me though um then yeah. so <laughs> fifth match i'm the exact i'm the exact opposite yeah. like if i'm wearing a t-shirt or something it's because i love that thing and yeah. i'm throwing up a battle flag 
And if you want to come talk to me, like if you're That's like, fair. I fucking love, I fucking love, like I'm wearing a Jay White shirt right now. If I, I, I fucking love Jay White, dude, I'm going to fucking sit down and talk to you for a few minutes because yeah. that's cool as shit. This is fair. This uh, was like 5 a.m. in an airport, though. <laughs> I was very tired. But oh, it, yeah, don't, don't To be fair, he did try and bail me up and talk to me. He just gave me one of these on the way, and I, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, so pretty cool. Um, then what, what do we go after that? Fifth, uh, fifth match, match looks to be like a million people. Third match is Master Wado, Taguchi, Hikileo, and Hiroshi Tanahashi versus the House of Torture. So that's a whole lot of things. So we're going to see that, like that, Dick Togo madness. We we're going to see Taguchi's oh, yeah. butthole and ball sack. Um, we're Wado is going to come out and he's going to he's going to do some things really good, and then he's going to mess up one move and like completely crumble. Um. <laughs> I will say her, uh, Hikaleo looks really good as a as a big dominant like baby face. Mm, mm-hmm. Like he and Carl Anderson had a very or not Carl uh, sorry Luke Gallows had a very like nineteen eighties like Andre Chug the Giant fucking off. Big John Stud moment. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean he can be the next Diesel of New Japan. He could be the next Diesel. Yeah, he's that cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be fucking. Sweet. I would be about it. Uh, next up, we've got Hiroshi Tanahashi. I'm sorry, <laughs> Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto. Very uh, different Bushimon. people. Very different people. Very, yeah. very different people. It's two thirty in the morning. Uh, versus Great Okan and Jeff Cobb. Mm-hmm. Again, so another preview be... of teams that are going to be in World Tag League. I would be thinking. Yeah, so they'll probably be doing that to like set up who's going to be the number one contender heading into World Tag League. Maybe. Yeah, I would think so. And I would hope it like, would be the fucking the United Empire. It has to be. It has to be, right? Like that's the that's the fucking thing. They've never they've never been beaten for their for their tag titles. They yeah. gotta fucking And my man Great O'Con. I love him. Legit hero. He's, he's a fucking hero. Friend of Curtis. A legit yeah. hero. He's a he's a friend of mine. Great O'Con, what a do for me? Close uh, personal friend. Get at me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, dude, he did. He did like tell me that he's gonna wrestle the Great Muda, which made me very excited. Like I knew that it was like it, it's coming, like Great Okan yeah. versus Keiji Mudo, but it's it's he he specifically he said I'm going to wrestle the Great Okan or the Great Muda, That's which I, I told him I was fucking amped for. I was like Great Muda entrance, Great Okan entrance, happy happy me. And he was just <laughs> like yes, yes, very excited. Very excited. <laughs> is he is he alright in so, English or like? Um, a little, a little bit. Yeah. Like he knew, he knew like enough to be like conversational. Yeah. Um, the, the coolest, the coolest thing was like whenever he was signing autographs and shit like that, he was like, he's like, tell me your name and I'll, I'll write it in Japanese. So he was just like writing everyone's names uh, phonetically in Japanese. Yeah. Um, which I thought was pretty cool. That is cool. So that's a nice little touch by, by the great Okan. Yeah. He's very, very personable dude. Um and, and he was out there he was out there hustling merch yeah. like you got yeah it. bro you're not a fucking lion anymore what are you doing out yeah. here hustling this merch exactly he learned from TJP clearly in the United Empire fucking out here like repping his own shit so I guess yeah. I guess man it was cool I bought I bought a fucking sweet um like a green like jumper mm-hmm. like is do you guys call it jumpers like I a call sweater? a sweatshirt 
yeah, yeah, a, a jumper, yeah. yeah, yeah, but either. Well, it's like a like a sweatshirt. It's not like a knit sweater or anything like that. It's a sweatshirt, just like, like a pullover, like long sleeve, bit thicker. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So I bought one of those. It was a United Empire one, uh, and then I got a like a uh, one that like a performance like um, a performance shirt. You know, like something that's made out of a thin material yeah, you wear yeah, work like out. Yeah, uh-huh. I got. Yeah, like I got a New Japan like Soul Sports like workout shirt, cool. uh, same brand that they make their their track suits out of, mm-hmm. and then um, they had a full track suit there, and I went I went there to fucking that was the first thing I came up to get, and it was like a size medium, fucking sh- medium Japan sizes. Yeah. I was like, nah, I, that that's that like wouldn't fit on my fucking thigh. American, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, thank you. No thanks. Uh, I, I wear so yeah, like a triple cool. XL fucking New Japan track suit. <laughs> Like no, yeah, joke. I wear, I the the two X um, pullover shirt that I got is just a little bit too small around the gut area, so I got that's all right. Well, now you've got, got that new Japan workout shirt. You can use that to then fit into the pullover easier. My wife's stolen the workout shirt already. She's sleeping in that. <laughs> it's already gone. Yep, never getting it, it back. This is how it I, happens. I specifically, I specifically got the pullover shirt. I was like, "Look at this nice soft fleece pullover you can wear," and she was like, "Yeah, give me that workout shirt." And like, so there it is. That's fine. Uh, yeah, I got her an autograph, and like, uh, she was super amped to go to get the autograph. So like, she's got a frame for the uh, for her autograph now. It goes up on the wall next to my Terry Funk and uh, Jushin Liger autographs. Yeah. Oh, who, so that's off cool. the Ocon. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome fucking sweet he had a he had like a um like a banner there it was like a strong you know strong spirits that video yeah. game yeah yeah uh-huh. that they came out it was like a, a a banner it was it wasn't like a towel like a terry cloth towel but it was like a um like an actual banner of it and it was like that was 50 i was contemplating getting that but yeah they had, they had lots of i'd rather get two t-shirts thing, than one banner yeah it sounds like they really like bring out quite a bit of you know variety in the merch well, the the shirts they had like eight different shirts, I think, uh, and then like a bunch of just like odds and ends. Yeah, okay. That they had like that one tracksuit and stuff like that. Yeah, so. exactly. Maybe there was like I don't see them bringing those random things. Maybe that you know it was stuff they'd left from previous tours with Rev Pro or whatever, and then drag it all out. You know, like when they. I'm sure that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that's what exactly. it was. Because when, you, yeah, when you've got cool odds dude. and ends after a tour or whatever, I'm sure they're not like, bring it back with the guy. Like, you know what I mean? They're probably just like, Rev Pro store this. Next time we're back, we'll try to sell it. Like, kind of thing. Yeah, this has been sitting in storage since 2019. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that medium track. So. Um, so then after that, we've got fifth match, right? It's going to be fifth match. basically all of LIJ versus all of United Empire. So Bushi... Hiromu, yeah. Sonata, and Naito versus Akira, TJP, Hanare, and Osprey. Is this to set up a junior uh, rivalry with TJP and Akira versus Bushi and Tanahashi? Or Bushi and Takahashi? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, a lot of these are going to be, you know, I keep forgetting there's a super junior tag as well. So they'll be, you know, yeah. pairing set up. So is it going to be Robbie Eagles and Ren Narita? In the Super Junior tag. Oh shit! Yeah. Mm, yeah, and that. then maybe Doki and Kanemaru. Yes. Doki and Kanemaru would be fucking badass. Yeah. Doki, I I want to see Doki Kanemaru and El Desperado go after the uh, Never Six uh, Six Man tag. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be cool to bring that in. 
and then I, uh, I guess we're yeah. heading towards Osprey, Naito. Well, we know we're heading towards Osprey and Naito for the US, right? He obviously beat yes. Zach, yeah, yeah. So, um, so that that's that, and then maybe we're looking at Hanare Sonata feud, maybe. That could be. Uh, maybe Hanare and Will Ospreay in the uh, tag league. Oh. And Naito and Sonata in the tag league. Could be a thing. I would prefer to see uh, Sonata and, and Shingo personally, but like I'm not I'm not upset at it. Yeah. Or Naito and Shingo. Even better face Sonata out. Even better. <laughs> he needs something to do though, so fuck, give him something. Uh, after that. What do we got? I really like that idea of Hanare and Osprey. Yeah, I like that too. And that's going to mean like wins great. for Hanare, which is what's most important right now. And also the juxtaposition yes. of their styles is really cool as well. Um, yeah, I think they could do a lot of really crazy stuff with yeah, like I Will, Will like coming out of nowhere and fucking Hanare just beefing people down. Yeah, and like Will's cool. so good at that kind of stuff and they'll think of like scrummy fucking English straight fucking hooligan tag team moves and shit. <laughs> Right. I'm in. Yeah, I'm exactly. fucking in, bro. In. Look at me. I've I've got the thing up, and I'm the one reading the things. All of a sudden, we've tag I've tagged in six match special singles match Kashida versus Taiji Ishimori. Do you give a fuck special about singles match Kashida? Because you were very excited I mean, when he came back, but do you even go here? Like, okay, so he came back at the most unfortunate time. Right, like maybe they should have saved him coming back for like the the G one finals or something like that. I think it doesn't because... matter when he came back. I think he just needs to do anything different. People were like, "Oh, we're so excited, we're gonna like see something in Kashida's back and stuff," and then it just feels like re- like treading water. It's like, oh, okay, we're still doing well, the exact same. Probably, thing. probably because they put him directly into a feud with. Taiji Shimori, which is who he was feuding with when he left. Yeah, and he's also boring as fuck, so that's not ideal. You're not wrong. Oh. Shut up. Um, no, if, <laughs> if if they had put him, if they had put him into like a feud automatically with, uh, maybe with like Desperado or something like that, something fresh that he hasn't, because like he's never been in a New Japan Junior scene that had like yeah. Desperado ascended. Yeah, you know. Well, so, I, I understand this isn't for the title. Taiji Ishimori was like, you haven't done anything to earn it. So it's like a special singles match. So I imagine this is leading to maybe now they start the Kushida story. So maybe somehow he gets this win uh, and then goes on into the title picture and things start to happen. So maybe we, maybe they thought, oh, we'll just give him like the, you know, the the good old time boy. Everybody's happy to see him again. Let everybody see the the Marty McFly vest for a while before we start doing anything else, you know? I don't know, man. What What's, what's going to, what's going to capture lightning in a bottle for Kushida, you know? Like it does feel like he's been the same dude for the last like 10 years. Yeah. And whereas that works for someone like Tanahashi, you know? Yeah. The, the other thing everybody. is as well, the feud they're putting him in with Ishimori, it's not like it, a heel turn would matter. You know what I mean? If they were like, oh, cool, and then we he's in this feud or whatever, and then he you know takes this vicious heel turn, and now we see a new side of him. Like, who cares if he cheats to beat Ishimori? Good. He's a bad guy, you know? So, like, the only way this can go is more of the same, 
like and unless he yeah. he gets screwed out of the title and you know and then in some way that changes him you know something like that i don't know but but yeah i'm sure he's got something i'm sure they've got something they wouldn't they wouldn't hype him to come back for this long yeah look new, oh, new japan takes a long time to do these things they're set in their ways and they yeah. like to like spread things out and things to take a while so we'll see we'll, we'll put a pin in it i'm not excited about anything to do with it right now but we'll see where it goes the match is going to be good it's just like then what yeah you know like you're going to get a four-star match out of it okay then what and then, and then we get another Next one up. for the title, apparently. And, like, unless you're invested in Kushida winning that, that's another match. Like, oh, okay, cool. So, next up, seventh match, KOPW 2022 provisional match. The uh, We all know this one, the Who's Your Daddy match. Pumped for this one. Pumped for it. Can you speculate wildly for me about what a Who's Your Daddy match is? <laughs> I hadn't really given it much thought. I mean, the winner is Daddy. That's pretty clear. Well, uh, yeah, do you think the the do you have to the, say I'm your Daddy or yeah, I think daddy, like or, like a, like in an I quit match. Is there a is it is there a diaper changing scenario? Yeah, like, that's it. Is there costumes? Are you teaching him to shave? I think best case scenario, sneaking him a beer at the family barbecue. <laughs> like, what? I getting, think by oh, getting him into R rated movies. That one, my dad, none, my none dad of this used is to good show me parenting. R-rated movies all the time. Yeah, none of this is good parenting. Um, I would say best case scenario for me is it's essentially uh, no DQ, false count anywhere style I quit match, but they have to say that the other person's their daddy. That's what it is. That's boring. I want some... All over the arena. Sort of... All over the arena. Full. I want... I want. I'm. I'm hazy on the entire uh, daddy ownership scenario here, and yeah. I want some fucking clarification. I bet you they they haven't even figured it out yet. I bet you no, they haven't. <laughs> they're they're still yeah. frantically writing down notes. That's yeah. why Takagi and Phantasma weren't at Royal Quest. They they uh they they're still hashing it out. What if uh what if <laughs> when when that person's your daddy, you have to become their like servant? So then like. Takagi's coming to the ring and ELP has to come with him and shit. Like he's his little young boy, oh, personal like when, young boy. Like when, yeah, when Mox ad- adopted Shooter. Yeah, but it's like he's just with you him. You've got to carry the KOPW trophy for him because yeah. he doesn't want to fucking exactly. touch it Exactly, and it starts off kind of jokey, like, ah, ha, ha, and the, the other Bullet Club guys are like, what the fuck, dude? And he's like, i got to do this, it's fun. But slowly over time, he starts to respect Shingo, and then eventually... He comes around Shingo's way way of thinking, and like Bullet Club is stomping him out, and then he like saves him, and then then they're friends and a team. Oh, World Tag League Shingo and El Fantasma. No, that's coming up too quick. They imagine they that. The tri- the imagine them in the World Tag League though, but like Shingo is daddy and ELP is baby, and they have to be a tag team, but they're like enemy tag team so they're like stuck together they have no choice because it's like the rules and and she goes like you're my fucking partner bitch like i won you're my son you're gonna come with me and then like they're like fighting and arguing and stuff but they're still they start to rack up wins right and then they start to become these like hesitant sort of respectful friendship until the end i'm just saying 
I'm fucking dumb dying. Before. I'm dying for this. Yeah, it, it would. Be, okay, oh that could work. That could work. All right. After that, now tell me if this match, the eighth match, special singles match, Kazuchika Okada versus the top dog Jonah, are there? Any, is there any risk here? You know what I mean? Have they stipulated that Okada goes to the dome no matter what, and if a Jonah beats him, it like literally doesn't matter, or is it like number one contendership is on the line? It doesn't really. No, say. number one contendership is not on the line because Okada's uh, like, I'm not defending. Like, I'm not defending the G1 yeah. briefcase. I'm just in it. Bitch. JK, LOL, you're not getting shit. I'm in the main event. Just like Fuck a classic you. Okada yeah, move. Like I'm just calling the shots. Like he's using his dad powers. Yeah. That's all there is. He's bringing he's, him in He's hot. like, I'm a dad now. I'm going to use the dad voice on you. Uh, I'm going to teach you to shave. This is what Shingo and El Fantasma should be doing. Yeah. No, uh, like, basically, Okada was like, yeah, Jonah, if you beat me again, man, that's that's really good. You should go ahead and challenge Jay White on your own. <laughs> Leave me <laughs> out of it. Because I'm going to be at fucking... Leave me out of yeah, it. I'm I'll be, be there. fucking main event at Tokyo Dome. Yeah. I don't give a shit. Yeah, you do whatever you want. And Jonah's like, You what? beat Jay White and I'll see you there. Yeah. I wonder what they're going to do here because, I mean, they're obviously picking up steam as Jonah being super dominant and it's uh, it's kind of interesting that they'd even have this. You know what I mean? Because it's the potential to sort of weaken Jonah a little bit, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, what's, what's the point? Is it, do you, do you have Jonah beat Okada again and make Okada look like he can't beat Jonah? Or do you have Okada get his win back against Jonah oh. and kind of start to undo all those things that you've been doing during the G1 for Jonah. Do you have Jonah beat him? Then Okada goes on to the dome, uh, say wins the title from Jay, and then he immediately needs to defend against Jonah the next night at New Year's Dash, and then there's like a very real threat that's beat him a couple of times now, and he's got to defend the title immediately with like way more stakes. Mm that would be that would be the thing i would hope for but remember we are doing super j cup at new year's dash this year so oh, yeah, <laughs> that's we, that's our booking. we already booked that we've already uh, sent that into yeah. gato so we're just waiting on final although, approval of that although that would be fucking it do the super j cup and then have a fucking championship uh match directly afterwards i'm into it there you go all right we've booked it uh and then i just don't i don't see this ending well either way uh and maybe i'm not seeing the big picture but maybe I need to back up and look at look at everything and see what the possibilities are. The match is going to be fun, uh-huh. um, but having Jonah beat Okada again isn't going to do anything for Jonah, and having Okada beat Jonah isn't going to do anything for Okada. Yeah. I mean, maybe they think it is. Maybe he gets a narrow win, and they're like, he's still the best wrestler going into Tokyo Dome. Tokyo! Um like this because this isn't for the briefcase i don't think there's any reason to do it yeah i don't I, know. I feel like a i don't understand why they wouldn't just have the briefcase and just have a briefcase defense the only reason to not is cuz maybe jonas going to win and finally <laughs> the we'll ninth match <laughs> iwgp i'm sorry no. what no, no, it's fine. It's fine. I thought I was, you were done. I was speculating, I, but I guess we were leaving okay. it as an open question for the listener to think about. It's themselves. an open question. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yes, no, I, don't, I don't know. I haven't talked to Gato this week. Mm. 
I'll, so, I'll send him a text. Um, <clears throat> yeah, hit him with a text. Uh, final ninth match, 60-minute time limit, IWGP World Heavyweight Championship match, the challenger, number one contender, Tomatonga, the, the good bad guy, versus the fifth world IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, Jay Hoito, the catalyst of professional wrestling, in what would be his second defense, because we do count Forbidden Door around these parts. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, man. Belt up Tama Tonga 2022. <laughs> like, so what you're saying is main event of Wrestle Kingdom in the Tokyo Dome, Jonah versus <laughs> Tama Tonga. Tama Tonga. I'm in. Let's go. Let's you're fucking go. They want to expand into Oceania? Yeah, no way to do it except for having fucking Tama Tonga and Jonah. There you go. That's your that's your Oceania uh, expansion plan right there. Oh, that is exactly right. He can run hard there. But uh, I think uh, this will be a really fun match. I, I don't think there's any reality where uh, Tama wins it. Uh, tell me this. Is there a scenario where it's actually a double turn from Hikaleo? It was all Jay's plan, and he pre- pretends to fucking reunite with his brother, and then he's trusting him, and then at the last second, Hikaleo chokeslams him, Jay White gets the win, and he was Bullet Club all along. I mean, it could be. It definitely could be. Um, where's the fun in that? Like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, it would do two things. It would protect Tama, and it would also make him an even more sympathetic baby face because he's been betrayed by his family and Bullet Club, and his big shot at rarefied air was ruined by his own family and then so brings on the the feud of brother versus brother. Hmm. It's maybe not my favorite yeah, scenario, um... but it seems kind of likely. It could be, could be a thing. It definitely could be a thing. I I like this the way God is like shaping up to be its own faction. Mm-hmm. You know, I I like that idea because like I'm I'm always all about like, um, planting seeds for you know a faction shake up and stuff. Yes. So I don't know, man. It just seems like a thing. Just seem, it just seems like that would be that would be undoing the work that they're doing right now. Yeah, and I, and I think the crowd reaction was like they were really into it. So maybe it's a, a good thing to kind of keep uh, Hikaleo on the face side of things. Yeah, I mean, like he was really good as a face. So having him just go right back to this, like doing a. a you know, Jay White like points at head smart like wrestler like I got you. You know, uh, whatever. Yeah, it's like, pretty, he, does, it's pretty do we need that numbers. for Tomatonga? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's pretty paint by numbers. Like I don't think there's anything uh, wrong with Tomatonga just losing clean to Jay White. I think it's totally fine. Yeah, I there's no problem with it. It's I'm kind of sad. Kind of sad because I want uh, I want to see Tomatonga win a belt. <laughs> I don't know I mean, if it's going to be the IWGP World like, Title though. I don't know if that's going to happen. They they gave him the Never Title to win, to lose it like a week later, and that yeah. made me sad because it was his first singles title, and yeah. like that would have been fucking cool. But 
maybe maybe we have Tama Tonga as like U.S. champion. I would love to see uh, Tama and Will go at it and see what Tama could do to represent the United States. That would make me fair, uh, fairly happy. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I don't know, man. I just I I I I don't see Tama winning, but I want Tama to win. I feel like I'm I feel like I'm swimming upstream. I mean, here. there's literally no reality where he wins because there's no way that the main event of Wrestle Kingdom is going to be Okada versus Tama Tonga. Like, that's just not actually going to happen. Like, it's going no. to be Jay White versus Okada. Um, but I think he'll give a really good showing and I think we'll uh, we'll see some storyline sort of seeds planted and then we'll, um, we'll see where it goes. Do you see him being in World Tag League? Maybe like G.O.D. 2.0 Kaleo instead of obviously yeah that's definitely going to be a thing mm-hmm. yeah I'm double belt double belt Tama Tonga <laughs> <laughs> world title also wins world tag league and so he does double tag duty title. that night wins the tag titles with his brother and then wins the world title that's Curtis's dream there it is there you go well, there that's it is alright and man. I talked you into it and that's the same level uh, as Tanahashi I'm winning. Really, the not sure you've talked me into it, but it's totally fine. <laughs> he's he's Talks celebrating right now. The the cold. I'm glad that you agree with and me. And the flu has gotten to be too much for him, and he's actually now seeing through time and space and hallucinating. So let's uh, let's wrap you up, man, because I can see you're really yeah. really struggling, and it's like two three a.m. there, and let's let's do yeah, it. Two so, two forty two in the morning. It yeah, is. exactly. So I appreciate your time and I uh, appreciate you making an effort. Uh, if you were also like Curtis and you were laying sick in bed and, you know, your normal TV just isn't really doing it for you and you want to check out some new shows and you want to look around spice the internet, it. what do you need to do? You got to get you gotta get spicy. And you know where we go to get spicy? What's spicy? NordVPN.com. What is spicy? Spicy TV. That's oh. where you get. Um, that's where you get channels that other people don't get. Oh, spicy! Is this a, an actual app, like or you're just saying you need TV. to get spicy? No, no, no. Oh, a little bit of extra no. season. It's not a website. Yeah. You're saying not with the website. power of NordVPN. I don't like, don't go googling like spicy TV. Yeah, that's not going to end up well for you unless you've got NordVPN. Then you'll be safe. But uh, I am. You've got NordVPN. It's like taking your internet TV and just salt baying some herbs and spices straight over the top of it. The spice of Beautiful. life. Exactly. Nordbius. You know, you know what I've, you know what I've been watching? Nordbius. Yeah. You know what I've been watching? Uh, Better Call Saul with my wife. I'm one episode from the end of Better Call Saul. Is my wife had good? to go to bed. I've kind of never really got to it. I was like sort of it's pumped so to watch good. it after Breaking Bad and then just sort of never got to it. It's so good. Yeah. Like I, I didn't, I didn't want it. I, I thought Breaking Bad ended so well. I was like, I don't want a movie yeah. to show what Jesse did after Breaking Bad. I yeah. don't want a TV show to show me how Saul got there. Yeah. I don't want any of it. Yeah. And I was wrong. Right. I was so wrong. So is it a prequel? So, Or is it? Uh, it is a prequel. Okay. It is a prequel. And then the final season, uh-huh. once it catches up, like there's there's a halfway point in the final season where it catches up. And then they do like five episodes that are after Breaking Bad. So he's he's on the run and he's this whole other person, yeah. you know, a, a, a new uh, a new moniker, yeah. a new dude who's just trying to live his life. Uh-huh. And can he stop himself? Can he live this normal life 
or is he going to is he going to be slipping jimmy is he going to be the dude who can't stop from getting in trouble and um yeah that's that's the the cool thing and i'm one episode from the end but the cool thing about that is if you are like me and you want to watch better call saul well season six is not on netflix in america you know where season six is the final season it's on netflix in england and how would you access netflix in england well you'd go to nordvpn nordvpn.com slash what shorts that's right nordvpn.com slash shorts you'll get a 30-day money-back guarantee uh and what you'll be able to do is try and protect yourself from the dangers of the internet while also unlocking the full potential of all of your streaming services. Grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com shorts to get a huge discount off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free, completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. You want to see what happens to Jimmy McGill, Saul Goodman? I do. I do, and I can't wait and to watch that final him. episode. And you should watch it with me by going to nordvpn.com slash Shorts. Shorts. Absolutely. That's right. You know how at the start of this we talked about a man with ghost eyes having a spectral armor? Basically, NordVPN yes. is a spectral armor for your internet. So do yourself a favor. It's ghost eyes. Absolutely. It's ghost, ghost eyes, eyes for, for your, your internet. internet. There you go. Ghost eyes for your internet. Tag it. Hashtag ghost eyes for your internet. Uh, all yes. right. Let's tell these people where movie. to find it. Yeah, I know. It sounds sick. Uh, tell the people where to find you and let's, let's get the hell out of here. I think they made that movie. It's called Pulse, Ghost Eyes for Your Internet. It's a Japanese horror movie. It's I thought it was really Death fucking Note good. You also has ghost, ghost Eyes in it. Death Note? Yeah. The anime? No, that's Where? a demon. That's, that's a straight no, up, like, he's just a demon a, that kills demon, people. But the the people can trade, uh, trade. I think, their, their life or knowing when their life's going to end to have Ghost Eyes, and then they can see everybody else's uh, death day or how they're going to die. It's also in Death Note. I've even seen the musical to, live in Japan. I haven't watched Death Note in like five years. Oh, well, do yourself a favor. It's real good. If you have NordVPN, you could just uh, log into <laughs> the appropriate service and check it out. There you go. There you go. There you go. All right. Where do they find you? Tell the people. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Eldestructo83, uh, where I am currently posting things about uh, comic books and hockey season is starting up for me. It's going to be very exciting. And uh, you can also find me on uh, the, <laughs> the smart foundation podcast where I talk <laughs> about, sorry, it's, it's two forty eight AM the smart foundation podcast where I talk about classic wrestling and play games with my friends. Uh, you can talk, uh, find me on the <laughs> throw and dice podcast where I talk about, uh, tabletop rpgs tabletop war gaming and um mostly a lot of chinese food too it's really weird they're all about um, it you can but, also check him out on the shillelagh cast coming soon to count out network the shillelagh ghost cast <laughs> ghost shillelagh cast yeah exactly. where we hit men with ghost shillelaghs yeah exactly Terrible. I'm I'm <laughs> vetoing this riff right now. Yeah. Where can they find you at? Uh, I'm not going to edit any of this out. People are going to know how unfunny we are. But you can find me at Faces Fieldscast. <laughs> uh, 
basically on all the places, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can stream Faces and Feels Pro Wrestling Podcast uh, on all your reliable providers. My most recent episode is with ICW No Holds Barred boss man Danny DeManto uh, leading up to his Australian tour that I'm going to be at in Melbourne. Uh, Danny doesn't do interviews very often. He's uh, he's a very... Um, sought-after figure in podcasting. So I was very uh, excited to speak to him, and that episode has been popping off and getting a lot of positive Very feedback. cool, man. So, Congratulations oh, to you. Thank you. You've yeah. landed the white whale, Ahab. Well, yes, he, he is definitely one of my white whales. So I was very excited to speak to him, and we had a, an absolutely great time and an awesome conversation. So, yeah, check out Faces Kill Reels, it. and then make sure you check out all of the great podcasts on Count Out Network, Your Dose of Death. I was on there recently, too. Uh, how to talk to your friends you. about wrestling, uh, independent waters, Ring Post Radio, Ring independent Post waters, all of them. Pure, uh, the ROH retrospective show. What's Ryan's show again? Like cool. Ryan's a uh, Ryan's a uh, wrestling fake. No, no, the one where he's <laughs> like Ryan doesn't know anything about wrestling or whatever his new. Oh one is. Yeah. yeah, that's that's on uh-huh. our Countout Patreon, ah. and if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming and you would like to give us gifts of money you can do it by going to patreon.com slash i believe it's count pod you can find us uh through our link tree and stuff like that we'll post it here in the show notes as well yes uh if you want to give us money that's the best place to do it you can give us either well, uh, three, five, or ten American dollars uh, every month, and it unlocks a lot of content for a lot of these other shows. If you want to get to know us, that's the best place to get to know us because it's not just uh, wrestling talk there. You also get to see a little behind the scenes for us. So that's pretty cool, and it helps a lot of cool podcasters to do cool podcast things. Yes, absolutely. Well, Curtis, and, I want to thank and you. Not for... everyone has the not everyone has the money it takes to give us money. They don't. So if you if you are like me and you're feeling the pinch, the best thing for you to do will be to do what? Like, share, subscribe. It's something like that. It's uh, something like rate that. and subscribe, listen or die, keep it right, keep it tight, and most importantly, keep it what? Shorts. Neither of us said that. That was a spectral figure in my room right now.
This has been a Count Out Podcast.